when that first lockdown hit, that was when I really, really struggled. Um, and I, I definitely had like an eating disorder relapse. Missy Lancaster picked up a guitar. It was the beginning of a beautiful relationship with the Aussie instantly falling in love. And that was pretty scary because I think that was when I realised how sick I was and my body just wasn't wasn't fighting. Yeah. Is there a point in time where the mental health was shaken up a little bit? Is there a point in time where you look back and think, well, I nearly didn't make it through that point as an artist? I want to dive into a part of the show that has become a little bit of a tradition. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's five questions and five answers. So some of the audience will be hearing this as almost a trailer to the full conversation because it's released in two separate doses. Mm. Um, or this will be the beautiful conclusion at the end of the show for people who have been here with us from the start. So I ask five questions. They're usually the same, but I think I'm just going to freestyle today. And we'll Ooh, just roll with I'm like, I love freestyle. Whatever comes to the top yeah. of my mind. Okay. Okay. So the first question would be, what's something on your life bucket list, not just a bucket list as an artist, but your life bucket list that you've not yet ticked off that you're excited about? Shark diving. Like I like I've wanted to go shark diving for so long. Um, and my mum always tells me that I have a death wish because I love like anything that's like, you know, adrenaline pumping. Like I just love that kind of stuff. So that's, that's going to be on my bucket list for this year to go shark year. diving. Like but you know what? I would just, I would love to go to Europe um, and just, you know, experience um, life just kind of as a normal person. I feel like all the traveling I've kind of done has always been very centered around being a musician mm -hmm. and things like that. And I, I just want to take the time to like go to some beautiful beaches and just eat some great food and just um, yeah. not be the artist, if that makes sense. Definitely. The second question I have for you is, this one may take a little bit of courage to answer. Oh, gosh. But I'm going to challenge you here. What's something that you'd like to achieve in the course of the next five years of your career that you'd like to put out and almost manifest on the Ooh, podcast? That is a really hard one. Um. Gosh, it stumped me. The reason I like this question is because I found that there's something about putting an intention out to the world that almost encourages mm. you to to mm. set it in motion. Great example, the first time I ever announced that I'd run a marathon for charity yeah. was fucking terrifying. Yeah. But in the same breath, it, it gave me a level of commitment. So I wonder, is there something in your career that you feel is the next stage for you or the next step, a part of what you'd like to consider the next chapter? I would love uh, one thing that's always been on my bucket list is to play a CMA fest. Yeah. Um, and CMA fest is, you know, like the American version of, you know, the country music festival and it is huge. And I've been at like every, every single CMA Fest um, in America. It's in the middle of summer. Um, so I think, you know, I would love to actually go over to Nashville as an artist during festival time. Not just be there as a punter, yeah. but be there and actually play the festival as an artist. So I want to have my name on the CMA lineup. I love it. Yeah. Wonder. Third question is a consistent one. 
It's what is the biggest challenge you face that's required the most growth to overcome? Ooh, um, knowing that, how can I phrase this? Not being busy doesn't mean that I'm lazy. <laughs> Self-care is essential and it is okay to not work every single day. I love that. As I'm a shocker. I'm just like, I just feel like I need to be doing something all the time. And I know that being a musician is like, you're just always on. Mm. And it's always, there's such a, a hustle, um, like a hustle thing in, in the music industry where it's like, if you're not hustling or if you're not working your absolute ass off, then you're not being taken seriously as an artist. And I think it is really important to step back and be like, it's actually okay. It doesn't mean that I don't have passion for it or that I don't care about my career if I have a day off. Well, I think at some point down the line, we got confused with the definitions of busy and productive. Mm -hmm. And I think part of being productive is looking after yourself. 100%. Because that's the long game, right? Like if you don't have that sense of yourself, if you haven't taken care of you, Mm. then the vehicle you need to get there just won't be sustained. And it's funny because like earlier this year, that exact thing happened to me. Like there were some months where I was like just not having any days off at all. I was working seven days a week, just going constantly. Um, And what actually happened was I I thought I had food poisoning um, and then I thought I had gastro. I I wasn't sure what was happening. And basically I was vomiting for like – whole week straight and I thought okay this must just be a really severe case of food poisoning um and after probably got to like the sixth or like seventh day and I wasn't getting any better and I I was at the point where I couldn't open my eyes like I couldn't I hadn't eaten for pretty much whole week um and my mum came over and she's like I think I need to take you to the hospital so they ended up taking me to the hospital and by this point I had been coughing up blood and things like that and we got into emergency and they couldn't you know work out what was wrong with me but I was just coughing up blood non-stop vomiting mm. um things like that and my bro- my ugh, can't talk my blood pressure was so low at the time and they ended up working out that I had a really severe um infection in my bowel and my kidneys just everywhere and it had just spread um, oh, wow. over the course of of the week and my blood pressure was dropping really dramatically so they were trying to get me up into a ward and they'd be like okay yep there's a bed we need to take you up and then my blood pressure would have dropped again okay so they'd have to stabilize me again to take me up everything would be all ready to take me up again and then it would drop so I had like a few days of like you know where I had to stay in emergency because they couldn't take me up um and I'd been in hospital for days at this point. I ended up going into into a ward and they just could not stabilize my blood pressure. I'd started antibiotics. I'd been on them for, you know, maybe three or four days at this point and five liters a drip of drip a day. Yeah, which is And I just was not – my blood pressure was plummeting. Um, and that was pretty scary because I think – 
that was when I realized how sick I was and my body just wasn't wasn't fighting fighting it like it should have so like I nearly went into intensive care um and I can just remember all of these doctors like standing around my bed being like okay like this is really concerning like she's not not getting any better and there was kind mm. of nothing else that they could kind of do for me so that was definitely really scary so I had a good two weeks of not being able to do anything other than lay in a bed I literally couldn't talk you know and they were just feeding me endo the whole time that I was in there so you're not Um, even a sense of yourself really oh gosh no spaced out oh so spaced out um I'd like wake up have a chat for like two minutes and then just go straight back to sleep but yeah I was too like too sick for visitors and it took me like weeks and weeks and weeks and I lost about I don't know maybe seven kilos or something when I was in hospital and it was definitely a good wake-up call just in terms of you know not having an eating disorder relapse uh, in that time Um, it was definitely a bit of a contributing factor as well as to why my body wasn't recovering uh, the way it should have Um, so I'm just really lucky that at that point I had enough weight on me to basically for, for my organs to not shut down if that makes sense definitely so yeah definitely scary um and I think it's just important to look after yourself and just be like it's okay to have a a rest day and it's okay to like just eat the pasta bloody oh so now I'm like look I'm just gonna eat the pasta and um (laughs) I'm like I I need to force myself to rest because I'm just definitely not that kind of person but I'm like okay even if it's for like four hours a day I'll just you know, a little bit of you time, a little bit of me time. Even if it's just I probably Netflix sound like binge. the craziest person on this podcast. No, I fully get it. I fully get it. I think, you know, when you're like a creative and like when you're so passionate about what you do um, and you work really hard, like you, you kind of just do anything for it. Yeah, if that for makes sure. sense. Like, for sure. it's, it's pure passion. Yeah, pure passion. Pure passion. I get yeah. it. My fourth question to you would be, you know, in the space of music oh, my and stomach's rumbling <laughs> <laughs> love that talking sorry about, talking, about, <laughs> talking about pasta that's why in the space of music and um this creative world who would you say are I, i'm gonna ask for two influences mm-hmm. right and two people that you look up to in the space one that would make sense as a country music artist but another that would maybe be a little bit outside of the box Ooh, it doesn't even have to be a musician That's a really hard question. I feel like it definitely needs to be a musician. I would say probably Halsey. Yeah, okay. Very talented. Yeah. There's a lot of pop artists that, you know, you listen to and I'm like, that's just country. Like it's it's just dressed up in a a pop production. Um, And I think it is really interesting – you know, the way that people write songs now, I think there is a lot of um, country music songwriting. The way that Mm. a lot of people write, I think a lot of, you know, the greatest songwriters write country music. Um, And it's literally just like how you decide to deliver it as to whether it's like country or whether it's pop um, and what kind of production you have behind it. 
Yeah. Which puts it into that category, if that makes sense. Do you think we're in a phase where because people are getting very talented with production and there are many different ways to skin a cat, essentially, when it comes Mm -hmm. to music, do you think that we're, we're entering a phase where genres will become less of a focal point? Yeah, I think so. I know, you know, when I first started in country music, I can remember going to like the CMC Rocks Festival as a punter and mm. I'm like a teenager at this point. I can remember like, you know, watching Catherine Britt and Jasmine Ray and all these people that I looked up to and I was like, oh my God, like that's just, you know, amazing. Um, and I never thought that, you know, that would have been me, you know, 10 years later being up there on stage. And I think from that period of time to now, like it, the game has changed so much because there's all of these different little pockets. And I think that is because of, you know, streaming and things like that, that people aren't limited to like what they hear on the radio. Definitely. So it's like, if you listen to the radio, the only way that, you know, you're going to hear of an artist is like if they come on the radio. Whereas, you know, with streaming, um, it introduces you to so many different artists. And yeah. I think radio is definitely becoming less and less important. Don't get me wrong, it still has its very firm place, but I think it's changing. Um, and I think there's all of these subgenres now that make up not just country music, but music as a whole and like like we were saying about that like that country like hip-hop thing where there's all these people that are doing like throw it throw it back and then there'll be like a dong dong like in the background it's like you know 10 years ago like people would have laughed at that um but i think it's amazing to like chuck a few different genres together and if it works then just because it doesn't fit into you know a certain category doesn't mean that it's not good. If it's good, it's good. Definitely. Um, and if people like it, then people like it. And that should be the biggest indicator, I think, of, you know, breaking an artist. Like if the artist is good and they have good songs and people like it, then good. Like don't 100%. try to change them. Don't try to fit them into a box just so other people can yeah. relate just to it. Just celebrate it. You know, yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. And I think that's a big thing with like record labels and working out how to – market an artist it's like okay well there's all of these categories that we have to fit them into what kind of category are we going to put them into yeah and I think that's you know what is changing the game up so much with streaming and things like that you're seeing all of these huge artists now that are exploding on streaming Mm. services that don't have a record label that you know haven't had you know like huge exposure or anything but they're getting that traction on streaming because people just like their songs. So it's like at the end of the day, you can have a great record label and have all the people in the world doing whatever for you. But if your music's good and the people like it, they're going to get behind you. And I think that we forget that the people that are listening to the music are actually the biggest teachers. They're the people that you need to listen to Definitely. because if they don't like what you're doing, then they're not going to listen to it. I love that. Yeah, it's very well yeah. said. Well, it's it's such an easy thing. You yeah, know? for sure. It's it's in any in any space of entertainment. Yeah, that's true. And they're the people that are like buying tickets to your show and supporting you. So without without them, there's there's no career. They're the currency, right? Yeah. 
My last question is a question that is a consistent one, my favorite question. Oh, okay. And but I'm going to challenge you to answer it in a different tone. So I would often ask people if you had one message that you could share. Keeps the, stomach, the stomach is I'm so sorry. Which is why it's it's probably a good thing that we're about to conclude this podcast because your stomach is like, get me out of here, get me to lunch. I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> sorry. So I'll make I'll make this one quick for you. What would be your message to the world if you could encourage the world to receive this message and act on it? But I want you to wrap it up and pick a message that has been presented or shared to us in a song or lyric. So I guess let me refine that question. Ooh. Is there a song lyric that you think would encompass your message to the world? Oh, gosh. You know what? I know exactly what this is going to be. Always stay humble and kind. It's a song by a country music singer called Tim McGraw. And the words in the song are like, hold the door, say please, say thank you. Um, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. I know you've got a mountain to climb, but always stay humble and kind. Um, and I think, you know, that's just such an important thing just to remember who you are and just always be kind to people. I love it. It costs nothing to be nice people and I think there's too much negativity in the world and I think especially with Facebook and things like that um just social media on a whole there's such a thing of like I have the right to have an opinion and it's like no one's saying that you don't but if you're gonna share your opinion in a mean way like it just doesn't need to be shared And, and I always think about what the intention is behind whatever you say. Like if you're going to make a really nasty comment about someone and especially someone that you don't know, if it's just like a public forum thing or group on Facebook, if the intention behind it is to just be nasty, then it's like you probably just shouldn't say that. That's something that you can just keep to yourself. It's fine to have your opinion, but, you know, maybe – share something that's a little bit nicer because I think like we were saying before that flow on effect from just the power of words um and how you treat people I think it's just yeah really important to just know that everyone has their own shit going on all the time and you might think that someone's going well but like they might not be so you know you just doing something like just saying thank you or opening the door for someone could be like the difference in mm. how their day starts or ends. So I think, yeah, always stay humble and kind. What a beautiful way to I finish I love that. I wish I, I wish I wrote those lyrics. I'm like, I wish I could take credit for that. Oh, you know, put your 3% on them, you know. Yeah, look, no. Mix and master it Pop's in some not, not going to happen. I should just send it to him and be like, here yeah. you go, Tim. Here you go, Tim. <laughs> just a little confirmation that you're doing Yeah, right yeah, thing. yeah. I absolutely love that we've been sitting here for an hour and a half oh my god i know we've actually been sitting here for longer than an hour and a half we have because we had like an hour chat we had a podcast before the podcast (laughs) which is often so often the case which is great and i just want to say thank you to you thank you for making music and art that means something thank you thank Thank you you for having me you know so supportive and so kind in me pursuing my dreams and what i love i really appreciate that you get behind me I appreciate that you've taken the time to come and be a part of the show and share your story with the amazing people who listen to and watch this show and allow it to thrive and survive. And I hope that many of your audience are here listening to this and and loving the conversation too. So thank you so much. All of your 
links to the, the charity work that you do, your socials will be in the show description. So for everyone looking and seeking those things, you can find them right below. And yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited for your future, what it yeah. has to hold. And I know that you're going to do amazing things regardless of where this takes you and what direction that you find yourself in the music space. I know you're destined for great things. So thank Missy, you. it's been a pleasure. Cheers. Thank you.